I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinnie Civitella. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest statewide business association in the entire United States of America. Uh-huh. Uh, we release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New, Jer new Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp. So if you need some insurance and, uh, and you want to shop around, check them out. They're great. And they're the official sponsor of our show. They're the official sponsor. That's why I said shout out. I neglected to say yeah, the official Yeah, why you were shouting them Sorry. out. It's okay. I'm sure they'll appreciate the shout out one way or the other, but just so people know. That's why I yeah. keep you around. Yeah, I know. That's what I do. <laughs> So, oh, so is it my turn now? Turn okay, so you can catch this show on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa service, anywhere where you can get a podcast, we're going to be there. If you're not into the whole podcast thing, that's just too much to wrap your head around, you can totally just check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash NJBIA. If you do want to watch us on a, a podcast network and you maybe don't want to like try to remember when to come back and check out whether or not we're new, subscribe. So NJBIA.org slash subscribe will bring you right to the subscription links for our show. You can subscribe on all the different podcast networks right from there. So with us today from Newark Trade is Robin Cantor. So Robin, say hi, let the audience hear your voice. Hi there, how are you? Good. Excellent. Right. Did you have any trouble getting down to Newark? To, uh, not Newark, we're not in Newark. No, I know, we're, we're definitely <laughs> <in Newark. laughs> No trouble getting to Trenton. No, and it's a beautiful day. It uh, is. It's nice to be out. Oh, yeah. good. I'm yeah. so glad. I think it's like 77. It's, like, it's just crazy. We skipped yeah. the spring and went right to summer. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I won't lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not looking forward to 90 and humid, but hopefully that's a little bit further down the road. <laughs> my allergies are definitely hitting me today, so if my voice sounds like I'm somebody totally different, just roll with it. You know? yeah. yeah. I think everybody's allergies. The pollen yes. is ridiculous out there. Yeah. I'm unhappy about it. but My actual my driveway is actually green. <laughs> like I'm going to take a picture of it and put it in the show. Like I, I was driving to the my house, and I noticed that there was like very little difference between the grass, my driveway, and the grass again, and I was like, wow, I guess it's spring. It's a lot of pollen. Yeah. All right, so today's icebreaker is, if you won the lottery, what is the first thing that you'd buy? Kate, you want to go yeah, first? Yeah, I'll go first, because I composed the script. I wrote it, so I, I've been thinking about the <laughs> yeah, answer. Yeah, I, I don't even answer. know what I'm going to say to this, but really? I'll figure it out by the time you're done. Okay. Yeah. okay, so I one of my <clears throat> things is I would like to see as much of the world as possible. Um, so I think that I would buy one of those vacation clubs. What is it, Timeshare? Okay. I think I would buy a timeshare, but like a really nice one so that all my friends and family could come with me whenever I like was going wherever I was going. Because can't you trade them? Like if you buy a timeshare yeah. in like Aruba, you can trade it for like, I don't know, an apartment in Paris one mm -hmm. weekend and then Greece and then Hawaii. And like it's supposedly it's a really cool toy for people who can afford it that want to see the world. I guess the, yes? the underlying question here is how much did you win? Because I was going to say, with the lottery, you could do a lot better than the timeshare. You're totally You could probably right. get the jet to fly around and, you know, like, Boy, you could jet. outfit the jet with, like, the apartment little things in them. I don't know. No, I'm thinking so. Do you remember those commercials for the lottery where they would have, like, the person playing pranks on their friends and it would be like they faked an alien invasion? No. And they were like, yeah, that rich. <laughs> like, that's what I'm kind of getting at here. Like, how much money did you win? Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking too small. Yeah, what maybe. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you could probably do a timeshare. I mean, maybe not like Aruba, pa Paris, but like, right. it's not totally out of reach now if that's what's important to you, you know? Maybe. I don't I have no idea what they cost, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done a little bit of looking, and I think it's a, it's it's out of my, my price range now. Sure. But just a little bit more, and I, I think I could spend. Okay. Something to work towards. You yeah. Know? But man, if the but lottery... But in the sky. Let's say you won like... But if there was a lottery... Billion dollars. It would be... Such a killer timeshare, you don't even know. Like, it would be like four bedroom. Is that a thing? Do you think you could do a four bedroom timeshare? Yes. Yeah. 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 
timeshare house. Or right. Something. Yeah. Right. So then my whole family could come with me. Friends, you'd be invited, of course. Right. Thank you. I'd totally love to come. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think a timeshare would be the best. And that means I don't even have to answer, like, I want to go around the world, because now I'm going to, you know, uh -huh. coattail on That's what right. wins. So, coattail. yeah, That's this, of right. course, assumes that we all do win the lottery. The office lottery pool, gonna... right? Yes. The... <laughs> In fact, yes, so that, that'll be how we win it. <laughs> yes. um, I want a DeLorean, you know, like, I think, wow. that, but DeLoreans are notoriously crappy cars, like, they yeah. would stall all the time. So I want a DeLorean that I install, like, a Lamborghini Diablo or a Maserati engine into, are you yeah. a car guy all of a sudden? No, but like, you know, Back to the Future fan, I'd love to own a DeLorean. <laughs> but how would you know that DeLoreans are bad cars? Did you? Oh, because they're notoriously crappy cars. Really? I never knew like, that. Like, they even made a joke about that in the movie. So, like, he has to, like, gun the car at 88 miles an hour and get to the clock tower before the lightning strikes and the car stalls out on him. And he has to, like, bang his head into the uh, windshield. Uh, Not that that actually worked, but, uh, like, uh -huh. you know, he bangs his head into the windshield and I then it starts the, to work. the car stalling, but I didn't yeah. know that, that hmm. was because... DeLoreans oh, they're just, yeah, they're awful. Stall. Like, they'll stall on you, like, all the time. <laughs> My brother, um, he's getting married, and, like, he wants to, like, ride up to the, the church or whatever it is in a DeLorean. And I was like, you know, that's probably a bad idea. Doesn't because, he know like, the bride makes the entrance? That's not cool. I'm, I'm, we're not going to touch this. You know, I'm going I'm to move on. But okay, then. what would also be really cool, I guess, I'd, in a more <laughs> practical setting, I'd love to own a movie theater. Mm. Um, I'd love to own, like, a movie theater that nobody else like does you know like I want to own a movie theater for people who love films so like I feel like it's it's too sterile of a hobby like you go into a dark room you watch your thing you leave mm -hmm. I'd like to do something to improve on that mm -hmm. and I feel like with a billion dollars I could do it mm -hmm. you know so that what would, uh, what would an improvement be I don't know I'd like to have like on-site like movie clubs like how we have book clubs where we discuss books oh, yeah. you know I'd like to have things where people like submit Oscar picks and we hang them up Maybe have like a cafe, like where you know people can go and talk about movies, and you know, like yeah. So I'd like to have. I remember when Mamma Mia came out. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yes. Meryl Streep, I think. I do you remember yeah. that movie? So they would have showings of Mamma Mia where people could bring their kids who would necessarily be loud, you know, because like the idea was that like you could never make it out to a movie because you've got like you know extenuating circumstances. They were like, we're gonna scrap that if you go to this showing you understand that it's going to be like Full of kids. a crap show, you know? So wow. yeah, like I'd like to do things like that where you mm. encourage people to come out and maybe like, you know, maybe you have like things where like you're playing a movie and you hear like a riff track from the mystery science theater guys yeah. or like, you know, different things, you know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I've never actually done no, that. And I'd love to go and do it. Yeah. yeah. How was it? Do you love it? It was fun. Yeah. Actually, I didn't plan to, but I ended up doing it twice. Once was in Cape Cod, which oh, well. was really funny because it was like a preppy. Yeah, a preppy Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. And because and the, the theater was white clapboard and it was just, mm -hmm. and people were in their little polo shirts and madras shorts and then, but but they were throwing toast and yes. whatever. It was just um, with water, the water pistols and all oh kinds of stuff. Was, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually no idea what they do. I know they throw popcorn at the screen, Toast. and I know people dress up, but I've yeah, never been yeah. to one, so I don't know. But I'd be yeah. all about it. I, yeah. Anything that you can like do to engage with a movie beyond just sitting in a dark room and watching yeah. it, I'd be all for. So yeah, I yeah. had a niece that got married at the pre-show in Cambridge. Mass. You did? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're a really big fan. Well, well, no, she. This was how they wanted to get married. So. Oh, I thought you said you got no, married. My niece did. My niece did. Oh, and right. it was. Um, the the she was in black and it was they had 
somebody was dressed as a lumberjack and it was just <laughs> so the actual wedding, wedding outfits were or, like the wow that's the best dedication yeah i love it i'm impressed what yeah. did the groom come as well he was wearing these this funny hat he he was a french musician okay and he was studying at berkeley school of music okay and he so he had with long reddish hair and it was I just remember it was, but the problem was we brought our son who was about five. Oh. And a lot of it was really inappropriate. Yeah, that show so, is pretty inappropriate for a five-year-old. It was mm. just, it was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so if you so won the lottery, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what would you do with them with, if well, you won the Well, actually, it's funny because my mother grew up in Boston. Mm. And um, so as a kid, we always went out to Cape Cod. So mm. that's kind of like my happy place. Yeah. You want to own Cape Cod? I, just, a, just a house of our own because we've been renting different places for years and... Uh, yeah. It just I like to go actually right after Labor Day when it's still summer, mm -hmm. but everybody's back at school yes. and you don't need a um, reservation at a restaurant and the beaches are empty and they're still gorgeous. September's my favorite month to go to the beach. Yeah, yeah. You can bring the dog very often. You know, it's it. like that's right because you don't want to go in the ocean, the jellyfish Correct. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to go in the ocean. Previous episode of the show, <laughs> Kate found a jellyfish in the ocean and that was it for that her. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like the bay there too. It's quieter, it's shallow, yeah. it's calm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. lovely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell us what you do in New York Trade. Well, I'm in uh, sales and marketing. Uh, I've been there now. I just had my ninth anniversary. Very cool. Oh. By the way, this is uh, something from New York Trade. Isn't so if you're listening to this on iTunes and you can't see what Kate's holding up, it's a, uh, a marketing folder yeah. that is so right. vibrant and beautiful. It's like this big colorful flower and this tiny beautiful little hummingbird is coming to, to drink from the flower. It's great and it's beautiful. Yeah, Colors we, we love color. Yes. Love color and paper. So. When you hold this up, I'm sure that the green is going to get stripped out for the green uh, screen. But yeah, like yeah. the rest of it, it does look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it is. And actually, we've updated our uh, hummingbird since then. And now there's a live hummingbird on the website that kind of pulls up on the, um, the screen of your iPhone or whatever. That's really cool. Wait, so if people don't know Newark Trade, tell me a little bit about the company. Okay, well, we started a little over 80 years ago in Newark. That's why that's in our name. And um, it's. So you can't ever leave? Well, we're not in Newark anymore. Oh, I guess you did. All right, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yes. But um, the, the property where we had our building, which was the one in the paperwork sure. I showed you, was um, bought by St. Benedict's Prep. And so they wanted to put something there. So we moved someplace that was easy for our drivers to have access to highways and stuff. So we're right now we're in Orange off of 280 and very close to the Garden State Parkway. So it's very... Very convenient. Yeah, yeah you brought in photocopies of your membership paperwork <laughs> from February 1st, 1960. The BIA, sorry, <laughs> BIA membership paperwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> But the thing is, in those days, it was Newark Trade Typographers because all we did was typography and typesetting, and we had two shifts because nobody had their own computers back in those days. They couldn't do their own typesetting, which is what you're all doing when you do your um, so, setting up your layouts in Microsoft Word or Publisher or whatever. Yeah. So, Vinny, you're a big typography nerd, apparently. Yeah. I don't know what it means at all. So could, could one of you explain what typography? So like she said, in the old days, we didn't have Microsoft Word, and you know we didn't have inkjet printers. So the the idea of getting like your thing onto paper meant like creating what were they little metal things like hot that metal types yeah. actually done with lead that would get melted and put into the shapes of the letters, but of course they were backwards. Oh, yeah. to, right, to get of course. Printed, and then yeah. we would uh, we started out with the hot metal type, where it's also known as like linotype. 
machines and, and actually we have some of our old equipment is in there's a Museum of Printing, I think it's in Worcester, Massachusetts, somewhere out there. I'm going to have to go. I may, I'm not positive about that. Uh, you want to go? Really, I do want to go, yeah. It's neat. And then we still have places, like different things all over sure. that have some of the, we've made different things out of some of the old type. Um, that you know, And the wooden type trays, you may have seen people use them for mm -hmm. like displays of small items and stuff. So we did that in those days. We were a trade topographer, which is where the network trade part came out with. So advertising agencies would decide what kind of layout they wanted. They might either type write it or mm -hmm. handwrite it, give it to us, and we would have our our people would set it all up, give them a couple different pieces of um, they would cut they were called repos at the time, let them take it back and that might go to eventually to be in a newspaper hmm. or brochure or whatever to get printed. So and then so we did that until the onset of uh, you know, when people getting their own uh, personal computers sure. and doing desktop publishing. And then from there, we had to find other ways to go because people didn't need typesetting as much anymore. They were doing it themselves. Sure. So I want you to wait, wait. I, I want you to take a second to appreciate that for a second. Like you have a newspaper that publishes every day. The entire newspaper needed to be laid out with little metal things for every single letter every single size so if you had a headline that needed to be a bigger piece of metal with an a on right. it and then you need like everything every day you right. know so they would do the main part of the newspaper but we would help somebody maybe with an advertisement sure. like for the supermarkets and all that stuff like that we would get those set up and it was really easier for the designers in those days because they could just kind of write out what they wanted They'd give it to us, and they'd go home. They might right. leave at 3.30, yeah. and then our drivers would pick it up, set everything up, and then they would get it. We had a second shift that would work until, like, 1 in the morning. Oh, my God. They were drivers that would bring it back, put it in, like, a lockbox kind of thing, and in the morning they'd come in, and it was all ready. So they didn't have to do as much themselves. So it's just it's kind of interesting to see how things have evolved. I keep thinking about, like, Gutenberg's Bible and, like, back in the day and how the technology was you know, like that, like it was very, um, we, I don't even know how to, I'm not expressing this very well, but it seems like the technology didn't change for a long time and then overnight, like the, the, right. the revolution right. of, of yeah. computers and printers at your desk happened and the world changed. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you just think about like, okay, let's say that newspaper, you're the guy laying out all the little pieces of metal and something just doesn't fit right. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to, I don't know, start over. Today we would just pull the margin a little bit and like yeah. design, you know. But okay, so after the typography thing, you know, you said you had to right. find and a new right. venture. So then we so. became more of a service bureau, which means we would do photostats for people. Where What's a photostat? If somebody had a piece of artwork or lettering that they liked but they needed to change the size of it, reduce it, enlarge it, we could do all that and give them a positive print of it that they mm. could then take and that would get printed from. Wow. Okay, it's, um, we had other things we would do, they were color separations for, um, for other printers okay. and then we did that for a while and then realized that the owner now, who's the grandson of the founder, oh, wow. realized that printing was the place for us to go so we he went to, um, I'm thinking it's Rochester, I'm not, I'm not positive what the, the university was there, but he, mm. uh, he, they, they do a printing mm -hmm. industry courses there. That's where he learned what he wanted to do, came back, got some new equipment, and then we started doing more of the typesetting uh, hmm. and printing. Sure. Uh, I mean, right, more printing than typesetting. Yeah. Um, and we, so 
we didn't ever use ink printing. We left the ink on that, all the, um, the solvents and stuff like that. We just kept it all digital, which is more like what copiers do. Oh. So it's less, um, it's a little more environmentally yeah, friendly. There's messy. not as much waste because you can really, you don't have to wait for it all to get up to speed and waste a hundred sheets of paper. We mm. can just, uh, huh. Going back to the photos, I mean, that's another thing you don't totally appreciate today because today you just tell Photoshop, I want to make it 600 pixels wide mm -hmm. and Photoshop figures out how tall it needs to be based on that. Wow. In the old days, you needed to take a proportional wheel and do the math. Like you would have right. to actually like figure out geometrically how big it needs to be percentage-wise so that you don't stretch it or distort it. And that's not easy. <laughs> I mean, plus, eventually you get used to plus it. Plus if it was a photograph, you would have all the gray uh, shades of gray sure. that are mm -hmm. in there, which with a regular photo, you know, everything would get printed in black and white pretty yeah. much. So instead we had a way, it would be called a V-Lox or a halftone, would break it up into little dots. That's what would get printed. Huh. So depending on the size of the dots is how it would get printed in a newspaper or on a press or whatever. So, yeah, there's so a lot there. What kind of services do you offer today? Like, Well, we, um, we have a great award-winning design team. So we do offer design to people that... Um, graphic design? Graphic design. Uh -huh. um, so we do logos, we do brochures, uh, letterheads, uh, really anything. Then we, we do a lot of uh, display printing, too. And you said that you have drivers going out. So do you do the printing yourself? We, do, well? we do a lot of it there. Um, some of the things, if we do a large format as well, so we can do that in-house. If something needs to be done on equipment we don't have, we have people that we work with that do it for us so everything can get done and be delivered. You deliver it yourself right. too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to Orlando yeah. or Vegas, which happens a lot, people are getting something for a show, then we'll just ship a FedEx or whatever. Sure. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Oh. Very really cool. cool. Yeah. Interesting. So, and that's what I like about it is it's always different. Yeah. So I don't have to do the same thing all the time. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have evolved a lot of time, uh, you know, over time. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. There aren't a lot of third generation small businesses. I know. Yeah. That's really cool that he was into it and dedicated enough to go to school for it. Yeah. Plus, well, I mean, the thing that I like about it is he kind of feels that every job that we do has his signature on it. Mm. So the quality is really important because he doesn't want anybody to ever say that we didn't do what they were hoping to have done we yeah. you know so which if you're going to one of those big chains or mm -hmm. um, I mean I actually my husband and I had a pit printing franchise for 20 years which, oh, wow. which was individually owned but it was a chain and those of now when we had ours they were like 800 and there's like less than 100 in the country now mm. yeah because printing has evolved so much yeah so. yeah no kidding wow all right well we're gonna take yeah. a quick break yeah. when we come back awful or awesome sounds good Okay, we're back, and it is now time to play Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and we have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome, and be prepared to defend our answers. Ready? Ready. Okay, first up, self-driving cars. That worries me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would go so far as to say awful. Yeah. Because, you know, the human error is a thing. Like, people are not perfect, but if there isn't even a person there kind of making sure the computer does what it's supposed to do. Right. Makes me nervous. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm a techie, I and know. I think technology is cool. And yep. so, like, I love the idea that this is something that's being explored. But I don't know. I I'm really nervous about the whole thing. Like, I think 
um, cars, you know, this, this technology is really good at being like, there is something in front of the car, mm -hmm. so I should stop. Mm -hmm. But like in a real world scenario, Guard does the car kid? stop for a turtle? Does the car stop for a cat? At what point, like, you know, because the car's not going to stop for a spider, so at what point up the chain does it go, oh, wait, wait, we don't want to hit that? Mm -hmm. And would a human being make a different choice, you know? And that's all just like... In a world where it's working as expected, you know, before we get into like things where it's not working as expected. So now I'm thinking about all the times that I've swerved to not hit a squirrel. Or a turtle or anything. Or a turtle, yeah. right. Um, yeah. Sometimes they say you should, if you have a choice between the squirrel and a person, obviously you're going to go... The squirrel, squirrel. sure, squirrel. yeah, obviously. So you have to try to, that. that's the thing that a human mind can weigh back totally. and that's. And I don't know that the car would stop for the squirrel at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then the car is owned by someone, and that's a mess. I wouldn't want yeah. to clean that up. Oh, you I'm, mean like physically yes! like getting the squirrel off your car? Correct. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like maybe that's, you know, it's sad that the squirrel is dead, but once right. the squirrel is dead, the mess has to be cleaned up by someone, right? Mm. I would not want it to be me. Wow. So self-cleaning <laughs> cars, too. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me until you just said that, but yeah, that's not, that could be good. I mean, in a, in a scenario where a self-driving car malfunctions and gets into an accident with someone else right are you i mean i know by law you are responsible yeah but I like you are it's kind of unfair you know and so for that reason like i don't know that i would yeah wanna, so then could the owner sue the manufacturer of the self-driving car for I malfunctioning maybe what happens i don't know yeah i would think it's it's an emerging technology and i think over time it'll be cool but there's a lot of stuff to work out before yeah, we agree. get there and i think people are in this mode right now where they want to jump right into it and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into jumping I'm scared. into it. <laughs> wow, so we're all agreed. Awful. Mm. Yeah. All right, next up is uh, The Simpsons. And let me just uh, put in my little caveat. I know that you're not a TV person, mm. but The Simpsons is a show that's been on for so long mm. that it is kind of embedded in our culture. Mm -hmm. And you kind of come from a TV family. Right. Yeah, so... Wait, how do you come from a TV family? My father was a set designer for television. That's amazing. So he was with CBS for years, and then he went to ABC, and that's where he retired from. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was so, neat. so he, when I was little, I got to go to television shows and meet all these people. That were kind of neat. Oh, anybody yeah. in particular that we would know? I remember once there was there was well, he did one show and there was Harold. Uh, it was Harold Rivera. Oh, wow. It was there had been Good Morning America. That was like Good Night America or something oh, like that. I don't remember, I don't the, remember the name. Um, he would take well. Actually, he did the Jimmy Jimmy Dean had a variety show. And he, he sat on his front porch, and um, they had to boost all of the chairs up because he was so tall. Hmm. So oh, wow. all of the furniture was on stilts so that he wouldn't have his knees sticking up in front of his face. That's was, funny. Was funny little, the little things like that. So hmm. I met people like that when I was, uh, you know. But it was, That's really cool. But the cool part was later when he got me into television shows like um, I saw Rolling Stones for, I think it was called Shindig or something. I, I'm dating myself, but it was... The Rolling Stones were like three rows of maybe 15 seats. Oh, my gosh. So he was like, you know, Mick was right in front of me, and I was just awestruck. That's Very cool. Yeah, that was neat. Well, cool. he used to get me into the Dick Cavett show because that was one on ABC. So I used to go there nice. and see some of the people that were. So And if fun. I knew somebody was on, I'd say, can you get me a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. All, All right, right, so The Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think it's really clever. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I mean... So awesome. I don't get to watch it mm -hmm. much at all anymore, mm -hmm. but it's. Um, I think they've done some really amazing things there. Mm -hmm. And they've, cool. they've got a way to say it that people will listen. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think it's awesome. I think um, they were at the beginning of this 
cultural revolution where cartoons became a thing for adults. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so they started that, the way that The Sopranos started, you know, TV that was really meaty and worth watching that wasn't necessarily network anymore. I think The Simpsons is, I don't, I don't watch it anymore. Um, yeah. I just kind of outgrew it or ran out of steam or I just, my, my life didn't allow for it, but, um, I think they're awesome. Yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with awesome. I, I stopped watching around season four. Um, wow, that was on, a like, long time ago. Yeah, they're on something like thirty now. Wow. But you know, I definitely appreciate what they've done for the culture. You know, like um, I'm a big South Park fan. Yeah. And you don't have South Park necessarily without the Simpsons. Nope. Um, or Family have, Guy. Yeah, or Family or Guy. Or American Dad. American Dad. All yeah. of the um, oh, Cartoon Networks. Yeah, like Adult, Adult Swim. Swim yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. I. Uh, I guess what I'm really interested in now is seeing those shows end and maybe mm. like see what comes next. Because if The Simpsons and South Park were kind of inspired by, let's say, like Monty Python before it, then I want to know what inspires the next generation who grew up on The Simpsons and South Park. I don't want to see generation after generation of writers recycling Simpsons and South Park plots forever. Yeah. So uh, I. I don't know. It sounds like The Simpsons is coming to an end. I don't know if they've necessarily got an end game in sight, but I, I keep hearing about like actors on the show who are kind of like moving on and doing other things, and I'm like, eventually you got to stop. Mm. But I do tune in to see the the Treehouse of Horror. They do like the Halloween episode yeah. every year, and so I, I try to make it for that one. And if I miss it, then I'll always just kind of like watch it after the fact. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, wow. We were all in agreement on the first hmm. and in the second. We're very agreeable people. We are. All right. Last one. Mountain climbing. Oh, that's a hard awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Awful. Sorry. Um, I'm not. No. I'm, no? I'm not a... I just... Yeah, to me, that's not something I ever... It just seems I'm, too inherently dangerous right. for me to have any interest in it as a sport. Yeah. You know, like fling yourself off a mountain or try not to fling yourself off a mountain. No, thank yeah. you. Hard, yeah. hard now. When we were kids and they would have the uh, the fake rock climbing that yes. you have to do, I couldn't even do that. It's awful. Like I, I could never get a good enough grip to even get like one or two pegs up. So I just looked at that and I was like, obviously the real thing is way out of my reach. So forget that. Yeah, I uh, can't. No. Yeah. It's hard way now. too dangerous. Yeah, yeah, way too dangerous. And even if it's not dangerous, it just seems like... Okay, this is going to sound super lazy, but a lot of dang work. Like, you have to, like, pack the car. Yeah, pack the car. <laughs> drive hours away. Sure. Unload the car. Put it all on your back, right? Like, it's all that stuff that you put in the car is now on your back. Uh-huh. And then you hike for hours, and you get to wherever, and then you turn around and go back, or you camp overnight. No. It's a hard no. I'd rather a lot of have people. a path. That, I mean, there's a... Um, just there, so, uh, well, I've been to some of the Indian ruins yes. and stuff in, in uh, the Southwest. And most of them have a path that you can follow, and occasionally there'd be a ladder to climb up. That's like, that's as far as, yeah, that's as Plenty. far as I can go. <laughs> I, I remember seeing a rattlesnake. Ooh, and I was like, okay, no. that's fine. Let's stay over there. Sweep left. Right, yeah. A lot of people die doing it, too. Like, if you get, yes. you know, the, the really tall ones, let's say, you know, the elevation and the, the cold and everything, your body just shuts down and you sit down and... Die. Yeah, die. And yeah, what's yeah. the one that... Who needs uh, that? Mount um, in India it, or I'm, I'm Nepal really bad with geography, but let's say Everest. Everest. Um, Everest is the one I'm thinking oh, of, yeah. yeah. Like, aren't there just corpses on the yeah. trail that you have to pass by? Because, you know, you die and it's too difficult to collect your body so your family has like a memorial and you're just above ground hmm. forever 
dead. I mean, I guess that's sort of a, an immortality thing, too. Like, you are just sitting there. I'm imagining you don't decompose because it's freezing no, up there. No, perfectly so. preserved. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's bonkers. If they ever figure out how to, like, you know, bring people back, you'd be perfectly set right there. But <laughs> no, that's that's just crazy. I, I, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> Definitely no. All right, so that's, right. that's the game, that's right? The that's game. the three of them? Yeah, that's it. So tell us, about, like, one piece of advice you would give to your younger self. Well, I would say, I think when I was younger, I was too worried about pleasing other people and not standing up for my own rights and my mm -hmm. own opinions, that they have value. It's taken me a lot longer now that I, as I'm getting older, I'm beginning to find that it's definitely um, something I would say, you know, try to take a stand if you can. Uh, yeah, pick your battles, but right. know your worth. Right, but also, like, if something doesn't sound right, say something about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. there were times I kicked myself for not saying something or doing something about it, and I said, okay, I've learned from that. I'm gonna, Next time I will, if something comes up. That's a really good one. I, and I like that you didn't beat yourself up. Like, this was a learning experience. I'm right. going to learn from it and do better next time. Yeah, yeah I like, like that. Yeah, one time I, was, uh, I, took, I used to take the train into New York. Actually, my, um, when I commuted in, I was still finishing up at Pratt. And I would take the train to New York, and a guy grabbed me from behind in the tunnel under the train oh my tracks, God. Oh my gosh. and I screamed, and it echoed, so he ran away. But after that, I said, okay, I have to learn to defend myself, yeah. and so I've tried to keep up a little bit, like, I still do kickboxing, and I try to do what I nice. can to make me feel a little bit stronger, so, I mean, I think that somewhere I knew to scream, Yeah. because I couldn't do anything else, I kind of remember trying to hit him, but, but yeah. that worked at the time, but... This is the wrong takeaway from this, but I'm surprised that that worked. You know, like, did I he wish. not expect you to scream like you were going to do something? Oh, man, she screamed, I better <laughs> run. You know, like, yeah. I think it was an impulse that he had. I don't think sure. he was planning to huh. grab anybody. And it, I think he just saw an opportunity to, because I, I kind of got home real fast and called the police. Sure. And nothing ever happened. They couldn't find the person, but. Yeah, they can never find the person. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> so that's why. Scheming a yeah. commentary on our law enforcement scene. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Something similar happened to me once, and oh. they couldn't find the person. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, quite oh. sucky, but whatever. <laughs> All right. <Sorry>. Robin, <laughs> say somebody wants to get some digital design or printing services, how could they get a hold of you guys? Okay, well, we do have a very easy to get to uh, website. It's newarktrade.com. Awesome. Uh, and then from there, you can really find anything, or you can call us at 973-674-3727. Okay. And, but really, the website is the easiest, and you can just contact us from there. Cool, nice. newarktrade.com. Right. That's awesome. All right. I think that might be our show. That's our show. All right. Thank you to our listeners and the subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so if you need some insurance, check them out. Thank you to Robin Cantor of Newark Trade for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really fun talking to you. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye.